0: Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some instant inspiration from Chicken Soup for the Soul. I'm trying something new for the summer, and I'm going to a a three-day-a-week schedule instead of five days a week. So on Mondays, I'll be posting a podcast with a couple of my favorite stories to give you some instant inspiration. And on Wednesdays, I'll be posting a podcast with a couple of my favorite stories from our latest books, so you can get a sense of what's new. Fridays will remain the same. That's the day we post a longer podcast when I talk to someone who I think you'll find interesting. Today, I want to share a couple of stories that may help you get your mind into getting back outdoors to get some exercise. It is summer, after all, and there's nothing like exercising outdoors. Being able to move so freely versus working out in a gym or at home where it just feels different. I remember after I had back surgery, even though it was November, my doctor told me to start walking outdoors because it was better for my body to move freely outside than to feel somewhat constrained indoors. And I realized he was right because you do move your whole body more freely when you walk or run or do sports outdoors. You just feel like you're able to occupy more space. So let's talk about walking or running with two stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul Runners, which is a very inspiring book that I made a few years ago with Dean Carnassus, who you may know, he's that crazy, basically superhuman guy who runs marathons all over the world. So in the first story, Marie Dufou tells us that she started to sweat one morning but it wasn't because she was exercising and it wasn't hot flashes because she was years away from menopause. She was having a pain in her left arm too, and she feared she was having a heart attack. So she asked her neighbor to take her to the emergency room, and she was having a heart attack at age 40. And she was a size two who ate vegetables and lean meat and no junk food. She thought she was doing everything right, except that she wasn't because she didn't exercise. Her doctor blamed her sedentary lifestyle. She worked at home, and so she didn't even get the normal exercise you would get if you had to go to a job somewhere. She wasn't running for the train. She wasn't parking and walking into a building. She wasn't walking outside to get lunch. She didn't even have to get out of her pajamas when she was working at home. So the doctor told her to start running, slowly at first, maybe run 50 feet, stop, walk, then run another 50 feet. Marie's husband was already a runner. He could do five miles a day, but Marie couldn't go with him because he was way too fast for her. So the solution came from Karen. She was the neighbor who had driven Marie to the hospital when she was having the heart attack. She suggested that Marie walk her dog, Roxy. And Marie did love Karen's dog. Roxy was a nine-year-old Labrador retriever, and she did walk her when Karen was away. So before Marie could even tell Karen, "Yeah, this is a good idea." Roxy, who had been listening, started barking and then she picked up her leash, came right up to Marie's back stairs and walked into Marie's kitchen with the leash. So that was it. Roxy was apparently volunteering to be Marie's personal trainer. Marie picked up that leash and she headed out her front door with Roxy. And then, instead of doing that normal dog thing where they sniff everything and They don't really want to move with you, so you can get some exercise. Roxy actually kept going, no stopping, no sniffing. She really put Marie through her paces, and she even did interval training, alternating between walking slower and trotting along faster. Now, the following day, Marie had a deadline. She was a freelance writer, so she was going to skip exercise. But then she heard Roxy outside barking, and she went to look, and there was Roxy with her leash in her mouth heading up Marie's kitchen stairs, just at the same time as the day before. So Marie called Karen and said, did you send Roxy over with the leash? And Karen said she knew nothing about it. She had left Roxy in the house asleep. But Roxy showed up with that leash, and she ended up being Marie's exercise buddy for the next three years, showing up at three in the afternoon every single day with her leash in her mouth. Then, one morning, the phone rang very early, and it was Karen with bad news. Roxy had died in her sleep. And then Karen told Marie something that blew her away. Roxy had a defective heart, and she had died of a heart attack during the night. And Marie went over and saw her curled up peacefully in her dog bed with her leash right next to her, ready to go over to Marie's house that day so the two of them could go out and get some exercise apparently for the good of both their hearts. Marie kept up the running in honor of Roxy, and now she does it every day with her own Labrador retriever, which was a gift from her husband. And when she leaves her house every day with her new dog, she looks over at the urn that she keeps in her living room. It's an urn that holds Roxy's ashes. She's still checking in with Roxy, letting her know she is going out for their walk. Having an exercise partner who depends on you can really help. Jill Barville tells us that her solution is to have a human running partner, one she meets early in the morning, too early to even contact her and try to get out of it. Jill's alarm goes off at 5.15, and even though she wants to go back to bed every morning, she knows that she can't because her running partner will be waiting for her outside. So Jill drags herself out of bed, puts on her running clothes, and goes outside. It's still dark, and she and her friend actually set off their neighbor's motion detectors as they run, and so they watch the outdoor lights go on as they run down the street. Sometimes it's raining or snowing, but they go anyway. Jill says that she used to be one of those people who didn't even eat breakfast until around 8 o'clock. She worked from home, so she always felt that she had the whole day ahead of her to do her exercise. But then, of course, she'd put it off and put it off some more, and then it would be evening, and she'd still be sitting in front of her computer, never having exercised at all. But that changed when she bumped into this friend who was a runner, and her friend's running partner had just switched to a treadmill, so she was looking for a new partner. And that's how Jill became her running partner and gets up at 5.15 now. Jill knew that she needed the accountability of a running partner, someone she couldn't let down even if she was willing to let herself down. She says the first two months were hard, but now she's accustomed to it, and she actually likes getting up early. Sometimes when they're out, they see more deer than they see people. And Jill says she's way more productive now with the rest of her day, and she's stronger too. There are so many ways to motivate yourself to get out there. Some people use a partner. I use audiobooks. I usually have two going in my phone. One that I listen to with my husband when we go on our three mile walks together, and another audiobook that I listen to alone. So I view my walking time as my book listening time, and that makes the three miles fly by. I had a friend who exercised indoors, and what she did was she watched movies. She'd watch half a movie one day while she worked out, and then she'd watch the other half of the movie the next day. And those movies got her through her exercise sessions. What really matters is what motivates you. If you're feeling motivated to get out there and you want some more inspiration to walk or run, pick up a copy of Chicken Soup for the Soul Runners, which is also available as an audiobook, so you can listen to it while you're on the move if you want. Also, I want to tell you about an exciting new feature. If you go to our website, chickensoup.com, and you click on the podcast button, you'll see all the books that are featured on this week's podcasts. And there you can click on the runner's book cover, and you'll read some great tips for getting you motivated. On the next podcast, I'm going to share two stories from our new bestseller, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Spirit of Canada, which hit the bestseller list the day it went on sale. These stories are universal, as they're about acts of kindness, and that's a very hot topic these days in the U.S. and Canada.